Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Hey, Mike Kapler here, the cap for the Growing in Grace podcast. That's Breezy right over there, and that's not just a medical problem, it's a nickname. How you doing, Breezy? (laughs) I'm doing fine. (laughs) Things aren't so breezy. Oh, yeah. Some people might think we're referring to some sort of bodily function or something. I was just just a nickname. Just a nickname based on my last name, which, you know, most people, even after I pronounce it, they still pronounce it wrong. Um, <laughs> but after years of listening to the Growing in Grace podcast, I'm sure that our listeners have a handle on it. <laughs> we had a guy, my dad was a pastor in England for four years, and... When I was a boy, we moved over there, and the guy who gave the announcements every for all the four years that we were there would say uh, would call him the Reverend Bruziki, and I don't know if anyone ever tried to correct him or not, but it was <laughs> the Reverend Bruziki. So I've been called. Well, lots what's of in things. a name? You know? Yeah, what's in a name? <laughs> Kapler. Is it with a well, C or would, is it with a you K? You would think somebody would have tried to correct him, right? Uh, you would think so, unless people are just too polite. <laughs> Well, because he did, as far as I remember, the whole four years that we were there. <laughs> so, anyway, it's okay. I've been called <laughs> lots of worse things, <laughs> especially preaching this gospel stuff that we preach. I mean, some people don't just can't handle it, which is which is okay. I mean, there's always been the Hagar crowd who doesn't like the Sarah crowd. You know, the I'm talking about Galatians where Paul is distinguishing between the two covenants and the son that was born of the free woman was persecuted by the son that was born of the bondwoman. That's Galatians four. And there's always going to be some persecution when you're preaching freedom. because uh, people can't handle freedom. They need to have some sort of a law. It's it's almost like people feel they need some sort of bondage in order to feel like they're doing this Christian thing right. <laughs> it's, it's almost like that. Because in mm. churches, week after week after week, you get law preached. You get this mixture of, you get some gospel maybe, but you also get the rules and the regulations and all these things that really just puts people in bondage. And people keep coming back after it. Fortunately, there are a lot of people whose eyes are open. They realize, you know, this thing isn't working. This thing really isn't working. There's got to be, it can't be like this. Christ couldn't have died and rose again from the dead for this, you know, for for there to be all this bondage and this struggle and striving to get it right all the time. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free, Paul says. So let's live in that freedom. You know, we can relate to that too, even though for, it it, it pains me to say this, (laughs) as a human living on the earth but for more than a quarter of a century you and i have been walking in this this grace thing that was a a significant departure from where we were the many years of just doing church christianity uh saved individuals who had great misunderstandings because of the things we had been taught false assumptions that are out there this is about me this is about what i can do for god 
Um, and you're right. I mean, people feel like they need to contribute something. It's, I, I guess it's part of the human uh, nature, so to speak, that we, we feel like we need to contribute something. And, and it, it, it develops into a, a type of self-righteousness rather than the righteousness of God. That's what the Jews were doing all of those many years under the Old Covenant, trying to establish their own righteousness based upon what they do, works of the law, commandment-keeping, all of that. And so there's this, this mixture of grace and works that takes place. And by the way, and we've talked about this before too, it didn't just start in, in recent years or centuries even. It was commonplace even uh, in the very earliest days, weeks, and years of the church. There just was such a tremendous transition taking place, especially among Jewish believers who were you know, moving from a, a covenant of law that, that came through Moses and, and now coming into this place of grace that would not have the law included with it. And there was arguments and division and dissension among those types of things. Well, now today you've got people like what you were referring to who are thinking, I need to you know, try to prove myself before God. And, and do as many of the right things as possible. And the hearts are certainly in the right place, but it leaves people sometimes feeling inadequate and, and wondering where they stand with God, something that we've talked a lot about here on the program over the years. We want to try and get people away from that. With that in mind, and based upon what we've been talking about the past couple of weeks from the book of Galatians, specifically Galatians chapter 5, Let's let's bounce over to some things that Paul said in 1 Corinthians, Joel. I know you were looking at both Corinthians 6 and Corinthians 10, so let's jump into that. Yeah, that, that'll be good. We, um, As you were saying, the last couple of weeks, we were, well, we were talking about context. We were talking about how it's very easy to just grab a verse here and there, and that settles it. You know, whatever that verse says, that settles it, but... We have to look around that verse or those verses and see what is really being said, especially with Paul's epistles. And a lot of what Paul wrote, he would take lots of time, lots of lots of sentences, uh, lots of paragraphs and what we know as chapters to make a point. And sometimes the smaller points that he made are not the gospel, but he's making a point about something else so he can lead up to the gospel. And Galatians 5 was 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 another thing where he was he was said the works of the flesh are are evident and he names all these things and he says that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Well, we talked about how that's not talking about believers. That is talking about people who are unbelievers uh who walk in those things. That's their way of life, but for believers we have the first four and a half chapters of Galatians that tell us that it's not about how we walk because we've believed. We've come to believe. And so those who believe do inherit the kingdom of God. And we're not among those who will not inherit the kingdom of God, even if we do some of those things that he mentioned there. And 1 Corinthians 6 and 1 Corinthians 10 is another great example that shows us how this is for unbelievers. If we just take these verses out of context that Paul says here, we're going to be confused and we're going to think that as believers, we're going to lose our salvation because he says, so in, in 1 Corinthians 6, I'll start around verse 9. Do you not know? And there's more context. We're not going to get into all of this because if you go, even if you go back to chapter 5, there's some really good things that lead up to this. But 
The gist of it. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. And he mentions many different unrighteous acts, people that do unrighteous things, fornicators, idolaters, all kinds of things, thieves, covetous, uh, drunkards, extortioners. Neither of these people will inherit the kingdom of God. You can look at, at that list yourself. But he says, and such were some of you, and this is key here, but you, believers, you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. Is that not enough for you? <laughs> I, I added that last part. Don't you know that you? this is true of you? You've been washed. You've been sanctified. You've been justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. You know, it wasn't even your doing. It was in the name of Jesus, and it was the Spirit of God who did this, who washed you, sanctified you, and justified you. So as a believer, the people who do those things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But as a believer, even if you do those things, you've been washed, sanctified, justified in the name of Jesus and by the Spirit of God. But here's the thing, and I love what Paul moves, goes on to say here. All things are lawful for me. Now, wait a second. He just got done saying that people who do all these things won't inherit the kingdom of God. But yet for me, all things are lawful. That's right. For as a believer, all things are lawful for me. Even if I do those things, it's lawful for me. But not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. So that's, that's the thing. In Christ, you're not under the law. You're not under condemnation when you do those things. But we don't live by, should I do, this things uh, should I do these things because uh, the law says I shouldn't do them or because those who do those things will not inherit the kingdom of God. No, in Christ, it's, we consider, is this going to be helpful? Do I want to be brought under the power of something? Or do I want to have power over my own body, that is, by the, by the Spirit? So... There's a big difference there. Those who do those things who are unbelievers, they won't inherit the kingdom of God. But you as a believer, all things are lawful for you. But watch out. Is this, is this helpful for you or not? Yeah, and, and that's really the, the bottom line. That's, that's the big takeaway here, I, I think, is that because, you, like you said, there's context even before these, these verses that you were looking at, uh, even at the very beginning of, of that chapter, uh, 1 Corinthians 6, and, and the, the big context here is within the idea of believers and, and unbelievers, the, the righteous and the unrighteous. Now, unrighteous people do these things. You are not unrighteous anymore because you're a believer in Christ and you've received the, the righteousness of God. So don't be like them. Don't be like that because you are righteous. This is who you are. You're not like that anymore, even though you used to be. And then over in, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, he kind of continues along that same line. He's, he's really talking it throughout the chapter about not just thinking of yourselves, but be thinking about those who are around you. Uh, don't use your freedom 
just to uh, benefit yourself, but be thinking, be sensitive to those who are around you. And he says this, all things are, are lawful, but not all things are helpful, similar to what he said in chapter 6. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. Let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. Uh, and he goes on from there. So there, there's tremendous context here, but you're right. If you just look at verse 9 and 10 uh, in 1 Corinthians 6, and you just try to take that at some sort of face value, you're going to miss the context of what Paul is really saying as as he seemed to. You know, if you just take those verses by themselves, it appears that he's contradicting himself two verses later, but he's not. He's just, as you said, he's writing a letter here, and, and you just that's the danger of just focusing in on a sentence or a verse and, and missing out on, on the bigger picture. That's exactly right. That's why we are so big on context around here on this podcast. We talk about that a lot, and it's not just a catchphrase. I mean, it's just, it's really, it's a very important that when we, especially with Paul, I mean, like I said earlier, he'll take, like in Romans, he took three, almost three chapters to make a point, and then it it appeared to contradict what he said at a certain point in his building up to it. But when you look at it as a whole, it really makes sense. And the same here, that if you just take these few verses, you're going to think, man, if I just do the little, the smallest thing wrong, if I, if I do any of these things, I've lost my salvation. I'm not going to inherit the kingdom of God. But he's not talking about you who believe. Again, you who believe, all things are lawful for you because, for one thing, you're not under the law, but you're under grace. And the handwriting of requirements that was against us and contrary to us has been nailed to the cross. So all things are lawful for you. But hey, just realize your identity in Christ. Understand that not all things are helpful. Not all things build up. Not all things edify. And live your life by the Spirit that way. Not by rules and regulations. Not by, will I lose my salvation if I do this? But by the freedom that you have in Christ and just some common sense. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.